you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. The Around the NFL Podcast. Spend $50 on Jewel CDs? (laughs) Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hanses, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys and woman? Hey, hey. Mm. I don't know. Wes isn't here, so somebody's got to step in. You did it. But is that... That was catchy. Hey, Dan. Is that the hill you want to go on? The, The hey, hey? That's usually what I do. You are hey hey. That's or hey gang. Should copyright that. Yeah, hey hey. Nobody else is. We got to start selling some merch. And this one, I picture that it would be a T-shirt with a giant Colleen face that Mm. takes up the entire shirt, and then like across the face, like hey hey. Oh, is that how I say it? (laughs) I thought you were going another direction. I maybe there's a couple of those. Then there's another giant Colleen face one with across it. Awkward ISO cam. Why do why do well, all the like, shirts ooh. have to have giant Colleen heads on them? It feels like it These works. Are the Colleen saying words. that I have oh, a well. giant head, Dan? No, listen, calm down. All right. We're, we want to get off to a nice start today with the show. I just think you involved with some merch, lose some units, and we could all make a little money. That's all. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, we've come up with this merch idea multiple <laughs> love times for sale. <laughs> over the years, and it's been made very clear to us. Uh, by high-ranking people at this company that we have literally <laughs> zero ability to do that. Well, we go rogue then. Well, we'll, we'll get a car. Going rogue would also mean uh, severing employment, which, you know, maybe you do that at some point. We are off to a flying start on the <laughs> Monday edition of the Around the NFL podcast, um, sponsored by no one. Beholden. Wait, really? Beholden to no one. Can no you- sponsors today? Well, the top of the show, not sponsored. Oh. But we have sponsors within the show. Okay. Fully beholden. So kind of beholden. And by the way, like, you know, listeners that are tweeting at us, like, disappointed about the sponsorships, come back to us. uh, These are directives. They come from other places in the building. We're just doing our best to do a good show. That's all. 
Well, newsflash, we've wanted these sponsors, and if you like the show, you should be rooting for us to have sponsors because if we don't, eventually there won't be a show. There you go. I mean, everything. Why, it's why like, are we yelling I don't know. at everybody? I don't know why we're yelling, <laughs> but every every podcast I listen to has sponsors, and I, you know, sometimes I'll hit hit the forward. You know, sometimes well, we did have a sponsor before. We Someone did. who sent us lunches and saying, bottles of good. bourbon and, and it's a good Christmas cards. We want to keep so. this. I never afloat. got any of those. It's weird. Ooh. Mm. So you oh. missed the boat. The Mr. F boat was a gorgeous boat. The Paramore was like, oh, I got this great hand lotion. It was so <laughs> lovely. <laughs> well, that was actually for Wes. <laughs> Wes could use it. Wes will be back with us um, later in the week. Three more shows this week. So Connie uh, was kind enough to jump in and do today's show, which is a nice one, a nice solid show. If you're looking for a pre, pre-show grade. How do you feel? I mean, honestly, we got Colleen here. Which, Colleen, you know I got endless respect for you. Greg just got up. Greg's leaving the studio actually right now. Why are you doing that? Where are you going? Oh, he has to get some water. That was just a bizarre move. Well, (laughs) Well, I'll give Greg this. He gave me a look like he knew it was not going to be received. You know, you know. Be pros, guys. You know, I get up for 10, 15 seconds. <laughs> I, there's many parts of the show where I don't speak for 10, 15 seconds. You so sure? if I wanted to go get some. <laughs> <laughs> Not that many. <laughs> uh, oh, you Greg, guys, you just Greg just around. lofting softballs to the rest of the room. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I wanted to pick up some water. For the first time, I was about to hand out a really nice pre-show grade. But one of the four. Uh, people on the show getting up and just walking out of the room. <laughs> I got to knock it down to a B minus. Ooh. Okay. Got to knock it down. <laughs> anyway. Still passing grade. Still passing grade. Today's show, uh, we will um, – rookie class. We all examined uh, the the rookie class. We're going to do some over-unders. And I'm starting to realize that our show – so a lot of elements, Greg-like elements, put it that way, yeah. mm. that are c- creeping into the show into in terms of these segments. Uh, we're going to do over-unders uh, for rookie production. So um, any any kind of big names that are out there that teams are, and fans are excited about, we're going to take a shot going around the room uh, predicting what kind of production they have in year one, and, and then uh, the rest of us uh, will either agree or refute. One of those things. It's one of those type of things. Uh, we'll also uh, open up the mailbag. Always fun to open up the mailbag and, and, and interface with the listeners. Interface. We're going to interface with them, huh? <laughs> Must interface with listeners. <laughs> it's like binary code, like zeros and ones. Uh, and uh, we're going to do some news to do that. Uh, we're going to go behind the glass. There she is, the first lady of the Around the NFL podcast. Fired up, young woman. Listen, I learned something about Sydney today, by the way. All smiles today. <laughs> no, that's not. That's something else going on. <laughs> we did a network hit. It, it was a little bit bumpy. And and maybe some things happened, and Sydney was a house on fire. And I said, "That's the fire that I want in my producer." Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, thank you. That's not the fire I want in my life. I but got it. <laughs> I she was fired up. I don't need that oh, in damn. my everyday life. It is two twenty-three, and I feel like we've already been here for fifteen. Whoa, hours. that's true. She, you know, and that's good. Sydney, this this nice girl. She goes to Disneyland a lot. Very, you know, mm-hmm. mild mannered and, and and nice to people. But don't get on her. Uh, don't, no. get on, don't don't get on her radar. She's got a radar. That's what I learned. Well, today. I think there's probably also a to us a mysterious, total dark side that mm. we don't know. About. Right, like like many a Disney character, very sweet. But if then if you get her 
upset. She can just send yeah. some icicles at you out of nowhere. I feel like she's fitting she in more too now. Just like the anger that I'm seeing. I like it and, and I feel oh like no. it's perfect. Did we do this to you? <laughs> oh no. I definitely think, yeah. Okay. We are attached to things that have done it to her. All right, let's do some news. <laughs> hey guys, we gotta get revenge against these guys. <laughs> Remember what they did to us last year? I don't know if anybody else in this room saw that. Um, I wrote about it on the uh, end around Spice Adams, uh, who had you know a nice career uh, with the Bears and where was he? Lions was he? I think so. Anyway, uh, now he works, I believe, in the Lions organization, and uh, he released a video um, sitting in a locker and kind of acting out the different type of like players that he played with in terms of what their attitudes are like in the locker room before games. And that one was listed under the subhead of, like, corny team captain uh, says, like, embarrassing things. Uh, Funny stuff. Spice Adams. First name? Real name? Anybody? Anybody? Ted. Anthony. Close. That was was actually sort of Ted is short for Anthony in some circles. (laughs) All right. Let's do some news. And we will start uh, with Jay Cutler. And Mr. Jay Cutler, good for him because – uh, he decided that he is going to actually become a broadcaster now. Uh, he's going to follow the Tony Romo path. Uh, it was reported. It came out on Friday morning. He will uh, leave uh, for leave the NFL for Fox Sports TV, where he will go in the booth, the second team there, uh, which it's a solid team. It's um, I know Charles Davis, an NFL Network guy, is there. Kevin Burkhardt. Kevin Burkhardt, who's kind of a rising star in the industry, and now Jay Cutler will join that team. Uh, this t- comes at a time, Greg, where the offers were not coming for Cutler, uh, and he decided uh, to take this job. Cutler appeared on the Waddle and Sylvie show in Chicago, and he was asked if he believed uh, this move to broadcasting was permanent. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> that didn't sound too convincing. That didn't sound convincing. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I, I didn't know I was going to be on trial today. No, but, you're not on um, trial. Yeah, I mean, it is. Um, I don't really uh, see anything else happening. I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm happy with uh, where I am. Um, you know, uh, in my life and in, 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 in really in the future going forward. So. Uh, yeah, we can go ahead and, and stamp that. It, it's right. gonna be it's permanent. <laughs> so his decision making it seems like it's improved, huh? I wish you yeah, <laughs> I wish you weren't a liar. I mean that sounds exactly that's exactly the guy that just took this job to have himself set up uh and will easily turn his back on that job for a better job that involves throwing footballs for a living. That's what how that guy answers that well, question. Well and his agent during the draft days ago said that he was fully on board with potentially playing again. So, I mean, I think you're kind of seeing someone whose career, if it's over, is suddenly over. You weren't planning for this from months and months ago to suddenly you're in a whole new career, and it is strange to have to answer questions about that. He got a nice spot, for first of all, and he's already got a big-time fan in our Chris Wesseling who's been tweeting about just listening to Cutler, thinks he'll go from like his most despised player on the field to maybe one of his favorites in the broadcast booth. Because from the early sounds of it, it sounds like maybe he's going to be a guy who, kind of like his reputation, doesn't give a flying F and just says what he thinks. Like he was saying, you know, don't don't play Mitchell Trubisky. Like why why throw him into uh, a tire fire if things are going downhill? And 
He's a smart guy. Maybe he'll be a little sardonic. I mean, it might be kind of fun having Jay Cutler. What if he outdoes Tony Romo? He reminds me of Peter Gibbons from Office Space, <laughs> the character where he's like, ah, I don't like my job. I just don't think I'm going to go anymore. <laughs> like, that's him to a T. Yeah. I mean, Charles Davis, who I think he – joining that team versus having to be – under the total media spotlight on national games, game after game when you're starting. Charles Davis is the first person to tell you that he did not think he was the best announcer first year or two when he was doing this, that you grow, that you really have to learn to do it. And I think that it's a good fit for Cutler. And I agree with Greg that I would not be surprised if out of the gate, Cutler was more enjoyable, more bizarre, and more honest than maybe Tony Romo will isn't be. It, isn't it a little weird, though, that everyone is like, that's everyone's take on this? Because Tony Romo, to me, is, I think, an incredibly smart guy. No one's questioning that. But Jay Cutler has the more intriguing personality. Who would you want to go listen to Wait, now, right now? That, that's kind of what I mean. All of a sudden, now, after 10 years of everyone just beating up on the guy for having a horrible personality, now everybody's like, well, but actually. It's different, though. He has a good personality. It's like, what? It's not a good. Not <laughs> I think, when, I'm, let me just it, say, I'm going to say there is a, a fairly decent chance he's terrible at this as that's well. That's fine. I, I think it's different than saying. <laughs> should be said someone has that opinion. It's It'll different than saying here's the personality we want in our starting quarterback, and here's who we want. You know, going and being honest and taking people down, announcing a football game, it actually lends itself better, I think, to being on air and being intriguing. I hope that he's just like really dry and super cynical in the booth. Right. That's the thing. (laughs) He was always, I never, I was always a Jay Cutler fan. I would say certainly the biggest one in this room. And his standoffishness never bothered me because I thought it was kind of like a, a fun personality type. He was who he was, which would be. You know, a good skill, and maybe now thinking about it in terms of his answer that he would play again, maybe they're putting him in a in a situation where, well, if if he got a job, he could be, jump out. They could just leave. He could yep. just leave. I would think and you have prob- Charles Davis in the contract yeah. language too. Like he probably worked that in because it just doesn't sound like that he was definitely out. The way Romo feels like it's a different mm. situation to me. Also, he was asked about um, this is also on Curtis and Sylvie mm. uh, was asked his thoughts about. Uh, his replacement in Chicago or his eventual replacement. We'll see uh, Mitch Trubisky and uh, whether he should be thrown uh, right into the lineup and whether that would be a good idea. It's going downhill. I mean, I don't really see any reason to play the kid. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, people calling for, for his name because you, you draft him at two and you draft him for a reason, and that's to play football and win games. But, like, for what? So he can go out there and take a beating and, you know, he can get off to a rough start. So there you go. Jay Cutler, that that's a take. I like that take. That's a good take. I mean, bad teams do this when they overdraft and they don't have a quarterback or there's quarterback issues. You take a rookie mm-hmm. and over the course of a year or two, essentially completely destroy their career. And then someone else has to come in and, and start right. over or set the mental, reset the mental. Well, Jay Cutler had the opposite experience, if I remember correctly, which is that he joined a team that was right in the middle of of a playoff race, uh, but they were kind of going downhill at the time, and they just threw him into the middle of a playoff race at 7-5, and five, something like that. His rookie season didn't end up going that well. I think he lost a couple of games down the stretch. Did you guys talk, by the way, about Cutler on Thursday in terms of that he is retiring? Because this is... Did you not listen to the pod, Greg? Well, I was on most of it, but I missed the top of it. I did not listen. Because I'm just saying, should we... Should we Pour one out here for Jay Cutler. Any any final thoughts on the entire Jay Cutler experience? <laughs> mm. Well, well, I'm a little confused right now. We, <laughs> our podcast published last week on Thursday, and the news came out on Friday. 
Okay. So we didn't talk about it last week, no. I'm just saying the man was in uh, this our is a, lives. This is a perfect tribute I, to him. This is actually. our. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, this this really guy was we get some like some music going. This guy was this in our great. lives for 11 years. We didn't even mention. We, I almost felt like him retiring ended up being like the B story to to him. Can I? I don't think he's. Reti- I don't think he's done. Mm. So like I, I, I believe he will play football again. Not everyone who's in our life for 11 years is there by our asking either. Jay Cutler will rise from the ashes. We will see him again on a football field. 32,000 passing yards in his career. 37th all How many special moments did he have, though? I know he, he had some October-y special moments, but I don't know. He's he, To me, like his – Special moments for other teams. Like they the were mostly in, team. they were in Denver. His special moments were early. I mean, 2007, if you had told me – you know, after he put up, uh, or rather 2008, after he put up that 4,500-yard season that he was going to have this career, I would have been shocked. Because at that point, there was talk that he's in the top five quarterbacks in the league, like one of the guys that you would want moving forward, and just all the talent in the world, and really exciting. Those Broncos teams were exciting. They weren't always big, big-time big winning teams, but there was a lot of primetime games where they had comebacks, they had the snow game. I mean, he was a guy who, to me, got me really excited to watch football, and then when he went to Chicago, it all sort of just well. Well, and Josh McDaniel, yeah. who was dispatched from New England to destroy the Broncos over the course of two seasons, <laughs> wisely got Cutler out of Denver in time for returning back to the Patriots. So well done by Josh McDaniel. And I was in Chicago over the weekend, and it reminded me when I was there that my only other time to Chicago was September 2009, which is right when Cutler got there in that big trade uh, with the Broncos, and he was viewed as the savior. For the Bears, he was on every magazine cover. He was seen as this guy that they not only was he a, this cannon armed quarterback that was going to take the Bears back to the promised land, but he was also a guy that they could uh, they could build around in terms of like a, a media wise, a good looking guy. Kristen Cavallari obviously thought so. Uh, and it just none of it ever came together in Chicago. But I think we might see him again. A lot of coaches love Jay Cutler. I mean, they really go to bat for him and for the, the skill set he brings as a quarterback. He's a good but, player. They don't but also a great player. But, but I'll ask you this: how many play, how many quarterbacks got how many quarterbacks got more coaches fired? Right. Yeah. More coordinators fired. Well, it, there's there's a laundry list of wreckage behind. Them. It's one of the unfair things about being you know a starting quarterback is by any other standard he was an incredible success and a great draft pick. I mean, imagine, like, think of the quarterbacks. I'm trying to think that were drafted in, in front of him. I mean, here was a guy from Vanderbilt who was totally beaten up in college, who was kind of an under-the-radar guy in that draft process, and he ended up going 11 overall, which was very high, but that was behind Vince Young, behind Matt Leiner, who are superstars. They're out of the league years and years before that. He's putting up 4,000 yards a season for 10 years. He gets he gets banged a lot because he's just kind of an average starting quarterback but if you have that kind of a career and you play any other position you're thought of as a pretty good player and I will just say the one thing with uh with he does have that reputation as the coach killer and perhaps he was I'm sure he wasn't easy guy it's to not coach, him alone but, but he does he gets it's all put on him in that sense like all right did he get Lovey Smith fired maybe I'll give you that did he really get Mark Trestman fired? Or was Mark Trestman really not supposed to be a head coach in the NFL? Uh, do you really like? Do you think that Josh McDaniels was a guy at that time in his life should have been a head coach? But uh, it, th- these things get put on Jay Cutler because he was well, always the guy that you could kind of throw all the blame on. At the same time, the you made a great point. How many special moments? And this is—it's unfair, but this is the way the quarterback position works. You get all this credit when your entire team wins, 
You get over overly criticized if you're Jay Cutler and a bunch of coaches get fired and the Bears are boring. But ultimately, Jay Cutler, I, if you put a top five list of the most you know electrifying moments and, and <laughs> galvanizing <laughs> scenarios by Jay Cutler, you struggle to do it. And, and when you talk about how long of a productive career he's had, right. why are those moments not there? Well, in terms of team success and exciting games, absolutely right. Now, if you made a top 20 throws of the last 10 years and you take Jay Cutler's best 20 throws, that might be any other quarterback in the NFL's top 20 throws. That That's why I liked him, because he did make those throws. No one made crazier passes. When he was, he was good, kind of, he Stafford was is kind of the new, the new Cutler. Stafford's a little bit like that. Like, he can make some beauties that you're just like, I can't believe he did that. It's just like he got way too much into his own head, I feel like. Mm. So now you got him talking about Mitchell Trubisky and how he shouldn't go out there and play if the team's going downhill. But meanwhile, Mitchell Trubisky has only had 13 starts in college. This guy needs the experience no matter what. They need to put him out there. Like, especially for a guy with 13 college starts, you don't want to throw him into a tire fire and potentially mess his head up. I I get that. We've seen that happen to so many quarterbacks. Uh, let's move on. We got Dan, Dan, I apologize. So, I, mean, I wasn't even planning that the sidetrack of the Jay Cutler yeah. thing. I was really thinking out loud. Though. It was this smart. Guy, it was good. He meant a lot to me I think as, Greg, a, as a Greg fan. is not, not a big fan of, of what we had planned at the tail end of the show, and so he was coming up with ways to <laughs> extend get, the front. Yes, to get, that thing, to get that thing, Matt like, Damon. Not, not big on the fan. How did I put it earlier? <laughs> the uh, – it was not interaction. It was the interface. interface. Yeah, you don't want to interface with our I mean, fans. you've made me into this evil puppet. No, I, I just think it was <laughs> actually me a lot of credit. It was skilled broadcasting on your part to, you know, po- throw a surprise segment on the host that adds an extra eight to nine minutes to the show. Let's move on to the next topic <laughs> in the news. It was a good it was a good topic. It's a little surprising we didn't come up with uh, talking about this as an idea before the show. Right. During one of our longest exactly. pre-show meetings in history, we, we, we somehow re-examine. did not come up with that. <laughs> we have to re-examine the pre-show meeting. I think yeah. so. I think. Only, only I like, had mine on the 405. Only like <laughs> 10 <laughs> minutes out of 45 were spent talking about the show. Well, don't tell our employer then. Uh, the Saints <laughs> have a problem. Uh, starting center Max Unger recently underwent surgery on an injured foot and will miss about five months. And if you do the math... That's going to put him right up against the regular season. That report came from Rap Sheet. Um, Unger, who came to the Saints in that big Jimmy uh, Graham trade in 2005, has started 31 of 32 possible games in New Orleans. Uh, he will start the season on the physically unable to perform list. Uh, Rap report added 30 years old, two time Pro Bowler. Big loss, Mark. Yeah, I mean, there's also we don't know that he's going to miss an extensive amount of time, if any, when it comes to, to real games, but. I would say that you look back on the Jimmy Graham-Unger trade that the Saints couldn't have asked to get much more out of Unger than they did. He's given them exactly what you thought you'd get. But if they're really in a pinch, I guess Nick Mangold's still out there. Mangold's out there. There are options. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and Unger dealt with a foot injury last December. He missed a game because of it. I don't know if it's the same injury on the same foot, but he's been key to their passing attack. And also with this run game, now you have Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson there with the rookie Alvin Kamara that they drafted. So it is key that they do get that guy back and healthy. No, that that center relationship with Drew Brees and that offense, it's a big deal. And their offensive line, Wes was, was talking about it, a few weeks ago was sneaky underrated, good offensive line. One of the, the top run blocking lines in the league, according to football outsiders. And you would have to say, you know, he, yeah. And left tackle are the two key spots there for them. Meanwhile, on the throat of ease, 
Tom Brady, you know what time of year it is. It's Kentucky Derby time this past Saturday. And uh, this has become a a Tom Brady event. It's almost now it's like (laughs) the Tom Brady's day out featuring the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) At least for like many media outlets. And then Tom really leans into it because if you follow him on social media, all his bros are hanging out with him. It's a shot with him and David Ortiz. Uh, the his little twins that are with him all the time, Edelman and uh, and, and who's the other guy? Amendola. This is Super you. Bowl, and uh, you know taking group photo shots, and, and all everybody's having a lot of fun. Brady's wearing a hat that makes him look like um, the guy from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> I was talking with someone. A, a, I'll call him a shadowy league figure who did not want to be um, want me to say who he was, but he brought up a good point to me that you see Tom at these events. And is it fair to say that Tom potentially goes all out of the Kentucky Derby because it might be the only time he's allowed out of the house, really? Oh. And he cuts loose a little bit? Really? Yeah. What, like you in Palm Springs? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, any guy with kids can relate to that theory, but I think Tom Brady's got to have some – some leverage in that scenario. He's not a, a beaten down guy, you know, looking for mm. work. I don't so, know, so what's the theory really? Basically that, that he lets it all hang out. Cause there's other than that, he's under lock and key I in be- the off season. It seems there's some, there's some speculation. Let's just say people out I could there buy that streets talking a little bit about it. You don't like this. Comment. I'm not buying it at all. Tell me I, why. I, because I think Tom Brady can basically do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And he probably just wants to be at home with his gorgeous wife and his amazing mansion. I mean, and he, and told, chef. The he basically told Peter King that's as much. He, he's like, you know, these other guys that go out, they that's fine. He's like, it's not what he wants to do. It's a, I think Tom Brady is he's a guy who's completely wired differently than most dudes anyway. I think there could be something to this theory in that. All right, you've got two heavy hitters here. I mean, almost unforse- unparalleled in terms of their relationship. During the season, he's talked about he, he doesn't see those kids. You know, he's not he's not like the stay at home dad. He's not around. He's he's everything like every second is dedicated basically to being better on the football field. So, yeah, look, I know they have lots of help, but ultimately uh, his wife ends up taking the bigger part of the arrangement there during the season. The second the offseason hits and we we know about this a little bit. Second, the offseason, it's like, all right, now it's daddy time (laughs) next six months. It's you. It's it's time for you. Now you take the lead. It's the Kentucky Derby is his cheat day, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, from that, you don't angle, agree. I, I'm sure that they have nannies. Well, I know. Giselle is like scrambling barefoot around the yeah, house. The amount of help they have is like I, have, I, I struggle to have a lot of sympathy for what the setup must be. <laughs> but anyway, the, it, it feels like someone might be projecting with this. this theory. I was going to say it, but I this individual also said it appeared <laughs> to him that Tom Brady couldn't handle his drinking. Uh, because he's the dad that doesn't isn't allowed to cut loose, and then when he does, he just can't. He, he also, home. I would say, is well. A couple of years ago, he was lit up at the the, one, the the same night as the, the Mayweather the, fight. The Mayweather fight. He was lit up, and it was fascinating to watch. And but I, I don't think this is a big drinker with a huge tolerance that's tying one on every night to begin with. I live in a glass house. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Tom Brady is, a, you know. A shaky drunk, potentially. That's all. Just yeah, I mean, we're all going to get back to all, oh all of these Tom Brady threads. Yeah. Come back can you, at the can you cut that out? implosion of his career. We need that as a sound drop and yeah. also send it to social, Sydney. <laughs> Tom Brady <laughs> is a crazy drunk. Yeah, a little, not like a drunk like he has a drinking problem. 
But like shaky, he, he's the buddy when shaky. he gets out there and he, you know, call, you know, you have to keep an eye on him because he's not used to this. and doesn't handle his liquor too well. Yeah, but he's probably the most fun then. He's the biggest wild card yeah. potentially. Jimmy, it's G- like Jimmy G was there too. I, some people. I don't know. I noticed that like Jimmy G's there, but he's not featured as prominently in those pictures. Oh, Jimmy's on the outskirts. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening in the news. <laughs> All right. Rookie over under time. Go around. We're going to go around. Your squ- your chair is very squeaky. I know. I keep it hearing is. it. It's a new thing, I think. Well, you should just give it to Wes. We when need he to comes locate back. some WD 40. Not today. I'm not I'm not asking for anything. Not today, Sydney. Sid. Take your time. Put relax your feet up. Relax. Today, please. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Wise choice. Big picture. You know, it, it's, <laughs> it's not typically this chair. I think it's a different one. You come into these studios sometimes, and whoever was here before. Just leaves it in a like a Vietnam esque war zone, and you like the chairs are all over the place. So it'll be someone else's chair next time, I promise. It is, yeah. I think it's the Damashek show. Some, oh, sometimes it it gets a little sloppy in here. Really? Yeah. Have you talked little. to him about it? You know, it's a sensitive topic because you don't want to go, you know, go into tell a grown man, hey, you got to clean up after yourself. Well, and also we don't know that that's the case uh, all the time with him or or anyone attached. To I would show. bet it's not. Why Damashek? am I still talking? Who do you think it is? I'm not sure. Ooh, what do you got? You got Who is leaving the podcast? She thinks it's moves the sticks. Ooh. I'm I don't not going to be ignored, we, Dan. We need to set up a lipstick cam and just see who does it. All right. Mark, we're going to need to borrow your lipstick cam. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I'll bring it in. <laughs> uh, actually, before over and unders, elevate your underwear game. To the next level with MeUndies. What is MeUndies? Ah! Just seriously soft, feel-good undies delivered right to your door. MeUndies are designed in L.A. and made from sustainably sourced micro-modal. Modal. Modal? A fabric three times softer than cotton. MeUndies softer than soft lugs undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns. Whoa. Adventurous patterns. Yes. Very adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. And guess what? What? Uh, you can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. I think we want to tweak the copy here a little bit. I don't like the way month is bumping into monthly. I think Which is, fine. by the way, you exactly what Orson Welles was complaining about in a few of his other spots. So you're getting closer. <laughs> um, because, yeah, you can save time and money with a monthly subscription. It's fine, I would think. And if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You can still save. That's because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash NFL2017, and get 20% off your first pair. So go ahead, revamp your underwear. You know why? You deserve it. Once again, that's MeUndies.com slash NFL2017. MeUndies.com slash NFL2017. think Tom Brady could go to Giselle and say, I'd like to start subscribing to this underwear service, do I have your permission to do so? Could be that could be a situation. I'd like to know how much control Tom has. Big picture. Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, she's probably has underwear sponsors of her own. Get, get that's free. a very fair point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't think we'd be talking about this today. No. Uh, over under. So let's go around the room. Uh, Mark, get us going. Throw out a, a new player, a first-year NFL player, uh, kind of projections or whatever you want to call it, and uh, set an over-under, and we'll debate it. 
All right, so last year, Joey Bosa, after that prolonged holdout, all that nonsense, hit the scene, looked like the best defensive rookie by far, some thought, I thought. Ten and a half sacks. This year, Miles Garrett, talked about as this supreme athlete from another planet, arrives, but he's going to Cleveland. They were, they have, year after year, cannot get to the quarterback. He can't do it all alone. I am going to say that if he has a great season this year with them, I will put the sack total at nine. Over under nine Over sacks. under nine sacks. Over under nine. Now, it's funny. I also did Garrett, and I set it at ten and a half. Um, and I did that for a couple of reasons. Number one, well, one reason really, that he is not just being described as a a guy that can make a, a a pretty good impact down the line. He's being described as a generational talent. In fact, he was he was described or he was uh, compared to Julius Peppers. And I looked up Julius Peppers, twelve sacks as a rookie in two thousand two. Oh. I think Garrett can have that kind of impact from what we're hearing. Now, I know the guy hasn't seen a lot of of Miles Garrett, but from what we're hearing, I think he could hit ten sacks. I'm going to take the over. I'm going over two on that. I feel like Von Miller in 2011, he had 11 and a half sacks. That's when he was defensive rookie of the year. And we've heard a lot of those comparisons, too, that he can be that dominant, true, finally a pass rusher in Cleveland for them. And I think that, I mean, just talking to him and his physical presence, watching him at the Combine, this guy is so good and he hasn't even reached his potential yet. People talk about how well he doesn't really know his hand placement isn't really like great. His technique isn't all the way there yet. But as soon as he gets that, he's going to be unstoppable. Colleen bringing the intrepid reporter info that we can't really match. It's like she's picking up, you know, little things from him. Stuff at the top <laughs> of the dome. That's Connie Fox in a nutshell. I'm going under. Uh, and if I if this is an under here, then the over is going to be on nine and a half of, you know, react cut shots to Mark Sesser not being thrilled with Miles Garrett during this rookie year just because the expectations are so high. It's unfair. I think sacks are so random. Uh, he's a big he could be an impact player without getting a ton of sacks. He only had eight and a half sacks last year in college. I mean, it's worth it's worth noting uh, the Browns are going to be trailing, you would think, uh, in a lot of games. So that's not quite as many of those like clean up late when you're, you know, the other team's just passing all the time sacks. I don't know. I just think it's a lot to expect a guy to come in and get double digit sacks right away. Although we have, we have seen it recently. But I, I'm with you though, because Julius Peppers was, came on to a, a Panthers team that was a year away from going to the Super Bowl. Nine is and just right. That sounds like I, about I, the right number. I to think me. he, I give him eight and I don't think it's because he's a disappointment, but he's part of a defense that still has a long way to go. Greg Williams, not a bad match for him though. Well, like Julius, when you're talking about a, like an edge rusher, is it, uh, and I'm not saying, I'm not making a point, I'm, I'm curious, if, is it as big a deal whether you're on a good team or a bad team? Because you're just trying to beat a guy and get and get to the quarterback, aren't you? I, I just think it's like they, if you're going to double, triple team a guy and you're going to go into a game and say, here's the guy we're going to eliminate on this defense, it's Miles Garrett. It's not, oh, he's paired against, he's paired across from someone else. Emmanuel Ogba's a good player, solid, but you game plan for Garrett. Right, the best and he's thing, learning how to do the it. The best thing that can happen for him is for Danny Shelton to be playing well. you got to worry about, like, where do you slide the coverage? Because you think it's it's always going to go – where are you going to slide the protection? It's going to go towards Garrett. And if Jamie Collins is suddenly playing well and pass rushing a lot, and then, then you got people to worry about and yeah. you can get some one-on-ones. Colleen. All right. So last year, Michael Thomas, we saw him catch 92 balls. And Corey Davis this year, I think, with the Titans – 
I really like the offense. The offensive line is super solid. If Marcus Mariota completely recovers from the broken leg, I think Corey Davis will go 80 receptions over under. Man, He's the best route runner in the class. That's a lot. I know. It's a lot. 80 is a big number because he's a guy I think is going to make plays. So that means he might be up. He might be up at 11, you know, And they have the running game too. Now, now I'm talking myself. No, I'm just saying way. he might be up at 1,200 yards mm-hmm. if he's getting 80 catches because he's a guy who is going to make plays vertically. He's going to make plays after the catch. I love Corey Davis, so I'm just going to say over for the hell of it. I was going to throw out 1,000 yards for Corey Davis, and I thought that that's aggressive. 80 catches might be even more aggressive, but that's mostly been a short passing offense, short and medium-range yeah. passing, so that's well, like a high number. I, I just love Corey Davis, so I want to bet on so it. He's so good. Is, you just want to bet in general. But stop. Is Marcus Mariota going to be a part of this team's offseason program at all? Not until I factor that in with a rookie, rookie wide receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. In tra- I think he's going to be ready for camp, but not OTA's mini camp. Okay, so uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, uh, what the hell? I'll go under, but that doesn't mean that he can't have a big rookie year. And if he has sixty or seventy catches, you know, I would think like a rookie wide receiver, if you can flash, get in the end zone uh, several times, like mm-hmm. if I was, and have about 700, 800 yards. I'm pumped up about yeah, the rookie. He doesn't have to become a superstar immediately to be a hit for a draft pick. I think some of the recent drafts it make it easy to forget that a lot of times wide receivers need until year two, sometimes even year three to really bloom. Only one, only Thomas had over 80 catches last year. Yeah, and there, he was the only one with with over a thousand yards. Everyone else and was he's below in that seven offense. Right, and he was a good fit. I mean, I think they're going to need to lean on on Corey a lot, so that helps. But I, I'm going to go under, but I think it's not for because he's not going to be able to do it down the road. I mean, the case against him is that he was playing at Western Michigan last year, and you're act- asking sure. him to step in and not only, you know, get be better than every receiver on your team by a large margin because there's not – multiple people aren't catching 80 passes on the Titans. He would he would be the only one. Taking shots. He'd be the Michigan. guy. Now my chair is annoying me. Cause I'm I just can- saying that's a big <laughs> step up. I don't know what, what conference Western Michigan's playing in. Do you? Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that they play. Are in, they in the uh, MAC? Everybody, everybody knows. knows. It's one of those things. That's one of those things you know immediately that they are a top na- top 100 national university. They are in the yep, MAC. Yeah, in the MAC. They are in the MAC. Yep. Confirmed. Knew that. Uh, four-year public research institute in Kalamazoo. Mm. So it's like all those things that you know about them. Uh, I'll throw out O.J. <laughs> Howard, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm. uh, tight end. And tight ends, as we know, it's something that people bandy about in general conversations during the draft. Tight ends don't usually make a big impact year one. Mm-hmm. But maybe O.J. Howard is a different cat because people seem to think O.J. Howard is maybe the best tight end to come out in like 10 years. So. What do I go to? I'm trying to put some science to this, some data. Oh, data guy. And I guess you are. When's the last <laughs> when's the last uh, tight end to make a real impact year one? Gronk's right there, right? Who's done it since Gronk? Not too many guys. And that tells you something right there. Uh, and Gronk went in this range. So I'm going to set it right in the Gronk range. 50 catches, 600 yards, six and a half touchdowns. O.J. Howard. So a nice get-your-feet-wet season, nothing that's going to send him all pro or anything. Those are very similar numbers to Gronk, who had 10 touchdowns, but otherwise didn't didn't go crazy with yardage or anything. I'm going to go under. There is 
because of the reasons you said, it's a tough position to assimilate at in the at the NFL. Cameron Brate's there catching passes, and it's just there's a lot of mouths to feed. I mean, they're not going to have 7,000 yards with the Bucks. They're going to want to run the ball, and Mike Evans is a better receiver than O.J. Howard, and Deshaun Jackson's a better receiver than O.J. Howard, and then you've got Cameron Brate and Adam Hayward. And, and if the Doug, Doug, Doug Martin, Martin trope alert is just, not uh, a yeah, trope but, alert. But O.J. Howard's like a big physical threat, threat, so like you could give it to him trope in the red threat. zone too. He could, I mean – Hunter Henry last year, a lot of touchdowns because of how you're used. But I just don't see them going into, let's say, the first half of the season needing to make O.J. Howard the centerpiece of their game plan week after week. If he's if he really blooms during training camp and he's a huge weapon, that would put them, put him over. But I'm going to go slightly yeah, under. And that's the funny thing about we, you know, we're just having fun here. We're not taking this too seriously. But if O.J. Howard go, goes 10 for 131 and two touchdowns in week one, they're going to like ulti- they're immediately be like, all right, we want to get this guy more involved. He's going to be a, a monster. And we'll see how it plays out. Right. But, I'll go right. over on the touchdowns, under on the rest. Okay. Can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. Splitting it up. It's a good approach. Absolutely, Greg. All right, you're up. One of the best uh, fantasy minds, maybe you know the maybe the best. You know, been in the game a long time. Evan Silva of Roto World. I thought you were going to send us to the fantasy. Oh, no. That goes without saying. I've been waiting to get out there. I mean, I'm top five, but I'm fine being top five because I put literally no work into it. Yeah. Well, it's all instinct with you. That's why. (laughs) I I noted that he he put out some dynasty rankings, and we've got some great dynasty rankings on NFL.com, too. But his rankings (laughs) caught my eye because he was thinking along the same way that I was. He had Joe Mixon as his number one dynasty running back I saw that. long term over Leonard Fournette and and if Mixon can basically stay out of trouble it makes all the sense in the world to me and I haven't really bought the idea that he's going to sit in any shape or form behind Jeremy Hill and so I'm bullish I'm giving it away here but so I'm going to say over under for Joe Mixon's rookie season 1,300 yards from scrimmage. Whoa! Wow. Now, from scrimmage. So that counts receiving. He's, he's That's a, a big year. I will decisively and easily go over. Look at that, Mark. Wow. He's going to be used a ton. Jordan Howard had over 1,600 total yards last year. Wow. I'm going to – I mean, uh, if everything that we've heard about him talent-wise is true, then, yeah, I'm going to go over. Mm. I'm going to speak for Wes here, too, because I, I, I believe he would be in the same camp. So we we don't like what Cincinnati did in the offseason, right? The only thing they I got don't worse like on the offensive line. Right. Yeah, they, just, they you, just couldn't fill the holes in their offensive line. All right, line. and I'm just I'm saying – and it, you, this is total yards, so you're also catching – you know, talking about catches and things. Mm-hmm. But if this is a team that has major offensive line issues, am I going to sign up for a running back immediately becoming a pro ball slash – all-pro type level town in year one. It could happen, but if it does happen, Cincinnati's going to have a nice season, I think, because they have all these passing weapons, and Andy Dalton all of a sudden have this dynamic guy immediately to be able to work with, and you could then uh, you know, get Gio Bernard in the mix as well. But you, we talk about the mouse defeat as well. I think Bernard's still going to be part of this game plan when he gets yep. healthy. And I guess Jeremy Hill will be on the team. I think Maybe Jer- Jeremy Hill will be on the team. He could be the starter. They've, they have started, but I, I – Obviously, don't believe he'll be the star. I don't either. I think Jeremy Hill is going to take a big back seat. I respect uh, Evan Silva, obviously, and Greg. You're, you built Roto World brick by brick, so obviously I respect okay. you on this. But I think that's a little bullish in year one, so I'm going to take the under. 
for what it's worth, you know, Melvin Gordon had 1,400 yards of scrimmage last year despite missing three games. So it's I think Mixon, part of the reason I'm, I'd be bullish, especially in fantasy, is he might be as good a receiver as McCaffrey right. is. Right. I mean, he might get 500, 600 yards as a receiver. Uh, that's and saying a lot because be a, McCaffrey's really good as a receiver. But it could right. be an 800, 500 split or, or, or 850, 450 kind of split. But they also, I mean, you got A.J. Green. Yeah. You got Tyler Eifert. You got John Ross there now. And you got Gio Bernard as the guy who catches the ball. It's Is he going to get enough touches to get that type of yard? I guess, again, it goes back to if he is, hits the ground running as a dynamic player, they're going to work him into the and game. And that offensive he's, line. He's got to convince Marvin Lewis into it. But now that I'm thinking about this topic, it's like, you know, they'll send out that that bro- that mass email to all of us where we have to choose who's the MVP, who's oh this God, or that. Yeah. And it's like, check out what Bucky Brooks thinks. Check out what Colleen Wolf and Mark thinks. It's like Joe Mixon, to me, would be the rookie Why'd of the year. Why'd you leave me out of that or – <laughs> why'd you leave me out? Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't I be on that? You're the host, Dan. You, you would fine. be on Don't it. Don't worry. You would be on it. No, I was just because you, you, you said I was just I trying to say them. I was just trying to mention a variety of different types of of yeah. analysts. Bucky Brooks, who's not even in this room. You know, Colleen so says all sorts of things. And Mark, I'm looking at that. My my chair faces that way. Bucky Brooks right. and everyone in the room, except Dan. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's cool. That's cool. Uh, let's go around again. Ready? <laughs> I guess so. Mark. I think all of you are doing a great job so far on this. Get and some WD-40 in your chair. It is. This you chair is awful. What happens if you move right now? They can't hear, but it's a hideous <laughs> metal sound. All right, so they talk about also this being... squeaking. What? Hideous metal sound. Well, it's just... it's. Like, <laughs> I, I wasn't even noticing it until you mentioned it. Now I cannot stop hearing can it. Can you... Colleen, could you actually take your headset off and... and can you do a t- couple squeaks? Let's let the audience hear. Listen, Mark, you now, can do it that, now that I need it to, it's not. It's not. It's fine. Oh, it's like, it's I feel like Sid came in and it's we didn't even see her, and she just got the WD-40 out. She's that good. She's that on fire today. Is that what happened, Sid? I'm pretty good at my job. I'll just leave it at that. Sydney oh, cannot wait to yes. go home. Whoa. Yes. All right, Mark. All right. Now, we just talked about total yards. Let's see how great this running back class is. Well, let's find out. Leonard Fournette, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, and Dalvin Cook combined to produce 300 yards on the ground. Good. Let's go a little faster this round. I like that. You got right into it. Can you repeat it, though? Hey, what is I, that? Yeah, I missed Leonard it Fournette, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, and Dalvin Cook combined to produce 300 yards on the ground. When? As rookies next year. 300 <laughs> 3, you mean? 3,000. What about okay. <laughs> you? 300. Oh, 300. In week one? No, three, like, sorry, 3,000. Ball- I'm taking the over. I'm locking you in on your initial number. I'm saying the over. No, I am not going. <laughs> okay, so they're combined, combined rushing for yards. 3, 000, rushing know. yards? Who was the third? Rushing, uh, rushing yards. Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, and Dalvin. Combined. Cook. This is kind oh, of like okay. a what's more likely or something. It's getting confusing. I'm Ooh. going. It'd under. be rare to have. The, well, yeah. I'm going to go under because all you need is one of those guys to fall short of expectations significantly and I could see I don't know who it would be but that's just how that's just how unless it goes. one of those yeah. we, do, we did do a similar uh, what's more likely on our network hit last week where we it was beast mode Jamal Charles mm. and Adrian Peterson would they go over 3,000 and yes if someone does poorly it puts you in a bad spot but then if someone goes someone off 1600 average yeah. it out oh, then you just need true. the third guy to kind of drop you with an 800 bomb or something and you're flying to the over I'm going under, especially because they're all three rookies relying on that for them to do, I mean, at least three, oh, a thousand each. No. Yeah. Plus, there's rookie running back. Any any rookie. But it definitely could happen because it's well, yeah, really talented. Fournette could be rare, but Fournette could he get halfway there by himself. Newsflash also, like everyone's really excited about their rookies on their teams. Like 
half these guys are either going to be non-contributors or wash out of the league in a couple of years. So the chance that all three of these guys are going to like make an impact, I, I'm going to say no. I'm going to take well, the under here. We should dig in a little bit more on Leonard Fournette because that was my next one. Okay, Jets, go ahead. Because the run game last year, 22nd in the league. We all saw how that worked out. No member on the team last year rushed for more than 465 yards. Go, Chris. That was TJ Yeldon. Yeah. So uh, 800 yards for Leonard Fournette over under. 800 yards? Or, I'm sorry. Uh, let's <laughs> Is everyone okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> this side of the table is disturbed. How many yards? Let's go 1,000. 1,000. Oh. Rushing yards. Over under Lenny Fournette. Yeah. Rookie year. Will he run for These guys are just flying high after getting asked uh, in my mass email about the rookie of the year, and they're just forgetting what's going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, it's like, listen, box check day over. <laughs> All right. Well, the math again, and I'm steadily improving. Really good. Under the radar. Um, if you average 60 yards a game and you play every game, you're going to get a thousand. That's not a crazy ask mm-hmm. if you stay healthy, but you can't. You can't project injuries. Lenny Fournette will he be good or not? The Jaguars always blow it, so he won't be good, and the Jaguars <laughs> will continue to stink. So I'll take the under. Ugh. Okay. Hmm. He's it's got ha- that Jaguar stink on him. He's ge- he's going over. I feel confident. Barring injury, it's Don't not do that it. Tom Coughlin's the there now. It's not hard to get. It's hard not to go over a thousand yards if you stay healthy, because I don't think they're like. Let's see if he can, you know, be better than T.J. Yeldon or what are we gonna? How are we gonna mix in Chris Ivory with him? No, they're just gonna give him the ball twenty times a game. He's gonna get three hundred carries, even if he wasn't that good. He'll just fall forward into 1,100 yards, and there's no reason to think he, he wouldn't be good. So I'm, I'm going way over. I'm with you. Also, if they run into more Blake Bortles issues and they ever had to make some sort of a quarterback switch and you have to change from being a team that wants to pass the ball to just pounding around with Leonard Fournette. Yeah. It, when, you know, when we were kids, I would collect football cards and it would be like the 1,000-yard club. Like this was this big deal that you yeah. got 1,000 yards, but then you break it down like you just did and it's like, no, it's not. And it's 65 yards a game. It's not a big deal yeah. today. So he he's going to be a huge centerpiece player in their offense. I'm going over. I, is Chris, Chris Ivory still on the team, right? Yeah. Can I just say something about Chris Ivory? I yes. know last year was terrible for him, but he was a really good player on the Jets. Yeah, he and was. Maybe uh, in a better situation where he's a 1B type guy. He can actually return to his roots where he's a productive member of society as a professional. I don't think that's a crazy thought. Everyone's completely writing him off, and I could be way off and he can get cut, uh, you know, uh, in a couple of months. But I think he's going to have a role in this offense potentially and, and bounce back a little bit, and that that's going to also hurt Fournette's production in year one. I, I think he – that there's a good chance he'll get cut. I'm sort of surprised he hasn't because he's made, he's due $4.5 million. That's a lot of money to play, pay a clear backup. So something's got to give there. Maybe he'll work it out. He's been injured. He's willing to take a pay cut and stay, but I don't think they're paying him $4.5 million. Let's head over to uh, – we mentioned it earlier. Let's head over to the fantasy corner. We haven't been here in a while. Are we? And, uh, and uh, Mark. Yes. You know we are on the wrong side of the track, so be careful. Your thoughts? Scary out here. The the running back rookie class stay away or draft away, come drafts in about five months. Well, I mean, you you don't want to maybe prioritize all these guys in your top round, but I would say that of the running back classes of late, a lot yeah. of the situations are good for these backs too. McCaffrey in Carolina, Fournette we just talked about is going to get a ton of action. Of course, be risky, be daring, pick the team you want. If you be like risky, be on if, your streak. If board. you like, exactly. <laughs> 
be out here, would you want to be with Leonard Fournette out here? Yes, you would. You want him on your side. I tell you what's really risky, drafting in five months, like Dan just said. It's about week six <laughs> in five months. The whole season's gone past you. You're done. But you will know the answer to the question before you draft if you do that, so that might be smart. In fact, maybe don't draft at all. Stay away from fantasy next year entirely right. and see where you are the year after with these players. When you're on your fantasy corner, are you in a – this is how I imagine you're in a, one of those a old nightmare. Yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> but it's it, it's bulletproof phone booth that you're in. No bulletproof glass or anything. I'm kind of tucked into an alcove, and there's a lot of action out here. I can hear it. Cannot wait for the segment to end. <laughs> All right, you want to leave the fantasy corner? Yes, I do. <sighs> oh, that was scary. Mm. That was like a scene from <laughs> King of New York. Uh, <laughs> Glad I have Mace now. <laughs> Mace ain't going to help you on that corner. <laughs> no, it's not. It was like Colleen in Philadelphia as the, as the night uh, went on. Oh, my danger, God. Yeah. A, a guy tackled our camera guy. There was a, our awesome – we had some amazing security guys with us, but the one guy, TC, was just, like, picking up dudes and throwing them out of the way. It, it got really dicey. Did anyone yeah. from the network or NFL media step in it's, to help you? It seems a little – Yeah, it, well, as the day wore on – the natives got restless when we had to like hold up lines to do like mm. hits for things, and yeah. we got booed off stage. We got <laughs> lots of things yelled at us. It'd be cool to be the guy that's just throwing people and being like, oh, "Get away from her! Clear the way!" And you're just throwing people with no fear of retribution. Yeah, he he didn't have to, and this he was huge. Mm. But they're my people. I love Philly, so it was fine. Mm, too late. Complex. They switched it off halfway through that, and now <laughs> they've declared vengeance upon you. Uh, all right, back to Cincinnati. John Ross, interesting draft pick. They're looking to fix that offense. He's been compared favorably to Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, who's averaged 17.7 yards per catch over his career. So what the hell? John Ross, 17.7 yards per catch as a rookie over on 17.7. Instant impact. Under. Wow. Um, Under. Yeah, I'm going under for that. 17.7 yards per catch. Yep. He would be someone that could do it, and that would be in among the league leaders, if not leading the league. You know, that would be in the mix, but I'm going to go under. Can't you see, you know, the Andy Dalton throwing some short, short little passes yeah, it's too, part where of he's got to try to make you miss and Man, stuff. but he is so quick. He's so fast. Yeah, I, and – Part of his game, I guess, part of what people are excited about is that he, because he's so fast, as we know, he set the combine record and all that, is that corners, they freak out and they kind of they give him massive cushion and he's going to get, if, he, if this all goes to plan, he'll get a lot of underneath type yardage too. I guess that could knock that down. All right, so I was a little bullish. What if I would have dropped it down to 14? Over. Oh, then I go over. Yeah. You found the so, sweet spot there. Yeah. I like 14. Okay. Better than 17. Well, he's right. got to stay healthy. He's small. Deshaun, that was Deshaun's thing, too. I mean, he, these when you're small and you're getting these huge hits out there, yeah. you're going to get he's knocked gotta, out. Got to take care of himself. All right, Greg, uh, throw one out there. And then we'll do a speed round. Oh, I thought this mm. was the last one. Oh. All right, you guys want to end it here? Last one, Greg. I like a speed round. but All right, speed round. Greg, <laughs> you're the last one of this standard time round. <laughs> I got to think of another round. one. And Sid, do we have any type of speed round type audio? I'll, Don't I'll get on me. it. I'll get All on right, it. Deshaun Watson <laughs> clearly drafted to be the future in Houston. 
the present is uh, someone we've wondered for a long time. Is he a real person or not? Is he a corporeal entity? Is mm. he a figment of the mm -hmm. draft industrial complex? That's Tom Savage, of course. Well, now she's looking. Good time to call for a drop from Sydney while she's hard at work trying to find another. Drop. I think Tom Savage will will start week one, and and if he doesn't, he should he should be in the mix. But Deshaun Watson, we obviously know he's the future. Over under thirteen starts for Deshaun. Tom Savage is real. <laughs> Just get it in there somewhere. Maybe I'm gonna lower it down one to twelve. Over under twelve starts. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Does does Savage get? Four or five in there at some point. I love this question. I had the same question, and I had him at eight starts mm. uh, because, Whoa. well, here's the thing. I don't buy this we love Tom Savage thing, but I also love the idea of them not putting someone in there way too early. And if the, and if Savage can keep them at four and four, five and three even before he's yanked, I mean, they're, they're not a terrible team, so they could be competitive. Savage wouldn't be the reason they're losing. I have Deshaun at eight starts, so I'm going to go under. Yeah, I think Tom Savage probably starts the first month of the season, and then it's Deshaun Watson oh, from off. there on out. So what is that? It's an under? That's so. why I dropped it to 12. It's close. Did you yeah. see sitting at 12? It's at 12. Feels like a push. Ooh, Do the old Sessler. No, I'll go under. I'm going under. Off the fence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the only way he starts less than like 13 games is if he gets hurt. I think mm. he'll be put into the lineup mm. very quickly. Uh, I don't believe in Tom Savage, unfortunately. Uh, Tom Savage is real. Isn't it annoying that we have to keep hearing these sound bites out of Houston? With it's just like this is Case yeah. Keenum all over again. Like, please just get here, season or muzzle everyone. Yes, I'm with you. I'll take the over there. Uh, we'll see what. All right, speed round. Ooh. Go. All right, Mr. Irrelevant will not be irrelevant. Chad Kelly, one touchdown pass for the Bills. Over under. Under. Is he on the Bills? Or he's on the Broncos. <laughs> Under, because he's not on the Bills. Push. Connie. Okay. Um, Patrick Mahomes starts two games for the Chiefs. Under. Under. I'm at one. Mm. First 10. Did you say something? No. <laughs> Did you, Did you answer that? This is going well. Under. All right. First 10 picks of the draft in the first round. Three and a half Pro Bowl trips. This year? Absolutely. This under. Year. Under. Under. Wow. Greg. <laughs> All right. Alvin Kamara over under one West rant that why are they giving Alvin Kamara the ball so much when Adrian Peterson's in the same backfield? Over. over. <laughs> Wait. If West gets on something, he's going to do it more than once. He He's going to pound the happen. table and make it happen. So I'm going over. He's going to make that team change its coaching thing. Yeah. Last time around. Last time around. Oh, my God. Rookie quarterback playoff starts. I have it at one. I didn't hear the question, but over. Rookie quarterback playoffs? <laughs> don't do that. Oh, don't oh do that. under for sure. Under for sure. So it's definitely zero? Yeah. Okay. Really? I mean, this year? Yeah. We'll see. Jets uh, safety Jamal Adams Hall of Fame jackets, two. Zero. <laughs> under. Under. All right. Okay, that's it. Great job. <laughs> great, 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 great. To the mailbag real quick. I thought I killed this with my cutler time. <laughs> it lives. We would not let you take the mailbag away from us, Greg. What's in the mailbag? First one up, Neil Dutton, our boy. The Dutt Bomb. 
you've all attended Super Bowls, <laughs> but what other sporting events would you guys most like to attend? Ooh. I really sneaky like the Combine. It's like, <clears throat> I know it's such a weird event. I think it. Well, oh, I think if it's something you, you haven't attend attended. Oh, oh, love to attend it. You would lo- like any sport. Oh, I know what I'd like. Go start us, Mark. Wimbledon. Hmm. Nice. Why? Because I get to go to London and hang out. And I think it's the whole like ex- the whole trip itself. It wouldn't be like, hey, you're driving up the highway. You're going to a game six of something and then you're back home at your house. Like you're gone for weeks and weeks. I'd go to <laughs> all of Wimbledon. <laughs> all right. Good. I'll go with the World Cup. But under mm. this, it would be a final that the United States was in. That's great. Which w- probably will never happen, at least in my lifetime. That would be wild. But uh, more in my um, underemployed days of my life, I once went to a sports bar at 7 a.m. in Manhattan to watch the um, United States play Algeria in the 2010 World Cup, and Landon Donovan scored a, a goal in extra time to move the uh, U.S. to the second round, and that is by far the greatest sports experience I've ever been involved with mm. in a bar. Wow. If can you even imagine if the U.S. actually um, was truly relevant and was a, a power player and made the finals? Oh, that would be so much fun to be there. Mm, yeah. I'd be blowing. What do they call those things? The Vazuvlas? Oh yeah, I don't know if that's the right I'd name be, for I'd it. I'd be blowing it. <laughs> cool. What? What? Nothing. Because it would be it's fun. Great. You took. You took. Uh... I got mine. All right, go for it. I would want to go to an NBA Finals game like that. To me. That's when I first fell in love with sports, was watching the Sixers with Allen Iverson, Dikembe Mutombo, Eric Snow in the playoffs. And it was like life changing for me. And that that sort of switched everything around in my life. I loved I loved watching them play. And I really like finals. I've been to like some World Series for work and Stanley Cup. Sixers finals game like a game. I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But they'd probably lose. So Hmm. I don't know. You took uh, you took like a Grand Slam event, which I, I would love that too. Any of those and the, so- the soccer, yeah, or Australia would be fun. Soccer, like a great end of the season Premier League game would be fun. But I'm gonna go to one that I've been trying to make happen for a while, and I will eventually. I want to see sumo in Japan <laughs> because I don't think people don't people don't realize what a big deal sumo is. I mean, it it's only I think four, it's four times a year, and it is like. It is the their biggest sporting event. It's this huge sort of festival, and just knowing how uh, Japan does it, I'm sure everyone's getting getting bombed. And there's no <laughs> other, there's no other, there will, there can't be any other sporting event like it. It just must be a a crazy sort of experience. So I'd love to see that. Mark, this next question is for you. Will there be a Super Bowl next season? That from Will Soisteman. <laughs> yes, definitely next year. <laughs> Although honestly, this might be the year upcoming to say no, but I, I'm going to think yes. There will be a. Final. I thought you were going to say it's the last. I one. mean, there's, I, you know, North Korea concerns me, but in yeah. general, let's go. Yes. Uh, this one from WFC Wolf's mouth. What would be your current and all-time team of announcer and analyst? I'll start with this one. My current all-time favorite, or my current favorite, is Collinsworth and Michaels, best in the game to me. And my all-time favorite, both for. Uh, well, a lot of it's sentimental reasons as being young and, and reminds me of moments from my youth, but I will go with Madden and Summerall as my all-time team. All-time, I, I go Madden and Summerall. Uh, really no questions asked there, although there were a couple NBC teams that I absolutely loved because it's tied to good memories. Um, c- current, I love Aikman. I, don't, I really dig Aikman, and I don't know if I have a play-by-play. 
I basically anybody with Harry Callis, Harry Callis, like growing up listening to Phillies games and he do, he do, did a ton of stuff for NFL films. His voice is so amazing. I would listen to mm. him call any game. How about Mike Tirico, by the way? Mike? Tirico, I mean, if I, I think Tirico is great. I think there's a bunch that are really good. So I don't I just don't have a burning. I know this is one where I wish I could have time to like really. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. But I would go Alan Chris right now. So they're great. I believe that's the right answer. All right. Next up. Get excited, people. The suspense is killing me, Dan. Uh, I got one. Here we go. Well, no, you go, go ahead, Greg. No, go ahead. Okay. From Thaddeus Stewart <laughs> at Thaddeus Stewart. If you had to get the face of an NFL player tattooed on your body, who would you get and wear on your body? <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. That is a tough this one. is like a, a long commitment too. This is basically life. Has to be a current player. Uh, well, you could open it up to the past if you want. Um. Wow. This is well. Tough. I had. I I would put it on my like my other my shoulder blade. I have a tattoo actually that's on my right shoulder blade. That's kind of where you know. If you don't want anyone to ever see it, that's a good place. So I I don't want anyone. Wait, to you're see not going it. to the beach? Well. It's as it's as hidden as it's gonna get. A you know what I mean? I mean? I mean, I mean, like on you know, a little oh, down, God. a little down the back. Gotcha, I'm just gotcha. saying, I, I don't want someone. What is your tattoo of the one that you currently have? I'm not getting into that. Uh, that is a question. <laughs> the player, though, you're not. I don't want that to be embarrassing. There's no good scenario. I'm not turning that into a, a real positive. So I think I just would go uh, Malcolm <laughs> Butler because you know Malcolm Butler always makes me happy. Mark. Uh. Probably I'll just go Miles Garrett because what? I love like I named a ch- I named a that. child after a Browns drafted player and that that player is no longer with the Browns. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, totally risky, Miles Garrett, but it would only be about like half an inch tall, his whole body, <laughs> and I would put it like on the on. I'd put it somewhere. It would just look like a freckle on the back of my knee. I'll go smart, <laughs> smart. tramp stamp, Reggie White. Whoa, that's funny. <laughs> Just, I mean, you gotta, you gotta embrace it. You gotta lean into it. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was gonna go. It's a good name for a band, Tramp Stamp Reggie White. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking Tramp Stamp as well. Oh, okay, yeah. we could get it together. Yeah, if you want. Uh, and I will get a uh, clipboard Jesus Tramp Stamp. Wow, wow. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right, next up from Jesse Nicolette, who is John Gonzalez? John Ronald Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who is married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf. John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. Next up, <laughs> at the Kumar 18. If the ATM, Mark, this one's for you. Not directed at you, but I'm going to lean on you here. And this, Greg, I don't agree with this, even though I don't know what it means. If the ATN members were Star Wars characters, what would they be? And then a parenthetical, Greg would be annoying C3PO, but interested in others. And parenthetical. I don't know what that's. I won't. I won't say one for myself. But I think Dan has a Han Solo feel to him, um, <laughs> which is a compliment. I think most people would want to be. Good. Oh, absolutely, right. yeah. Is that Harrison Ford? Yeah. All right, good. I'm happy with it. I cannot believe you don't know that. Um, <laughs> no, I did know that. Uh, <laughs> Wes, I could see Wes. This is tough. This I'm getting thrown into this. I, Wes, is, Wes could be like a Chewbacca, and I say that in a great way because he's he's super re- he like in the, in what we do, he's extremely reliable. He's loyal. He's kind of no nonsense. 
and mm. Chewie is beloved, and he was very close to Han. So I and think Wes can make those type of sounds if he's dr- mm. if he drinks enough. Yes, he can. <laughs> yeah. Greg is an animal. It's very accurate. Greg is tricky. I'm not putting Greg on the Millennium Falcon because he admitted last year w- that he had never he did not recognize what the Millennium Falcon was. But I, you know, I think C-3PO is not a bad one for Greg. It's it seems like it's it's not a positive, but C-3PO is one. He here's Greg as a football analyst. He's been there longer than been any it. of us. He's been there longer than any one of us. He's seen so much more. C-3PO is the one <laughs> character that's there from the very beginning until the end to yeah. where they are now. And he's incredibly knowledgeable about what he does, and he's helped him out of a lot of pinches. Underrated, so and why would organize Why? Wh- and I'm assuming the person that sent this tweet out sent it sent it out in a pejorative sense. I don't agree like, with their with their take on that. Smart to direct that at Sessler, though. Yeah. Well, what about right. Colleen? I mean, you got to. I'd say a Princess Leia oh, yeah, type character. Leia, yeah. right? Absolutely. Sure. Well, because they only have one female. Is it just because no, I'm the girl? Right. No, I think that Princess Leia actually. Well, put it this way, I think you're you have a little bit of Carrie Fisher in you, which is ah. a great compliment. One of she's a great writer and a humorist, and those guys that worked with her thought she was the most fun of anyone to be around. Yeah. So and clearly, like huge fans of of the female gender in in general, the Star Wars franchise really thought about that. I mean, you could not really be more <laughs> out of your element, Greg. <laughs> really, you're zero, you're, this is why C-3PO gets slapped around sometimes because you have they're absolutely really. incorrect. Really if you look at where they, this really is in the, this was in the late, <laughs> that's in the late seventies, and it was it was modeled a certain way. But the way they've done it now, it's like the last two major film releases, the main character is a powerful woman. They're doing a nice job. Yep. They're trying to, yeah, they're trying to so. fix. They're trying to fix the fact that the first time around, it was like three hundred characters. Let's have one woman and stick her in a bikini. That is utterly untrue. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just is, taking random an, shots. It is a random inaccurate. And I will, yes. even though I'm not. I'm with totally you on this. I'm not really great the on franchise. the Star Wars. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out Mark as Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah, just because you kind of look like Mark Hamill a little bit. I think we Hamill. would have a good like Luke Han type thing going on. Yeah, better room. Only you'll have two hands. <laughs> yes, that's see how I know. Nice. I have knowledge. Kind Vader, of a, Vader took his hand off. I have a better father than he did, a much much better one. So Ed Sessler is no Vader. No, nor would he want to be. Yeah, he's probably with you guys on this whole Star Wars talk. <laughs> uh, finally, Greg, and this segment included, because we know that you don't, you're not big on the, uh, you know, what's the term with reaching out to the fans that I used earlier? Interface. Interfacing. Interface with fans. Who said code. that? Uh, well, you're trying to axe the segment when you went rogue. You made that news. up. <laughs> uh, this one comes from Andrew Lewis in Liverpool. Uh, which current segment does Greg most want to axe? And by the way, <laughs> give an honest answer on this. Okay. Honest answer. Well, two. Two things. First, <laughs> I have two things I want to ask. Well, <laughs> this whole reputation about wanting to act segments is is unfair. I think it's fair to point out in the life of a show you want to re- you know you want to refresh some things. You don't want to keep doing the same thing over. You got to spice over it up. Over you want to have new ones. Come up with some new classics. Things run their course in terms of humor. All right, I would say. <laughs> and you need no we, time to think about. Now that I got either. that, now I, I thought about it because we. It was on my mind when we read the user reviews. So, on from iTunes at this point, I think we can do better. We can do something related than that, but just reading the iTunes reviews doesn't do it for me anymore. Well, what about another one? Because we oh, you, I kind of think it's funny. No, you know what? It's also a bit of a cop out because we had this conversation and I was in agreement with you. I but that you that really is you do was, feel that way. Yeah, yeah, I said it the last time we had. I was like. Nah. What about another segment that's on your radar or you're starting to tire of? 
I don't know. We've gotten rid of most of the bad ones, haven't we? I, that I, I came. So I gave you my honest keepers. answer. Yeah. Right. I'm not giving any more. Well, you were no fan of Win West's toaster. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> but that only went, that. Just so you know, it didn't go away because of you. It went away because West kind of lost the passion. And a number of matches. Yeah, exactly. It was a great segment. It'll probably be back someday in some form, but, you know, things run their courses sometimes. Where is that That's toaster? All. That's all I'm saying. That's a good question. I believe Damashek has it. Is that not true? I, he was the reigning champ. All right. I have one that's on my radar. All our segments are pretty strong. Ooh. What I can't even think of it. I, team of ATL is on my radar big time. Mm. It was unnecessarily annoying last year, and it kind of tore us all apart a little bit, and none of us see it the same way. And – I think it needs a rethinking, not a going away, but it needs a, we need to rethink how to handle it. We have to go away for a while and just dream it all up again. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Mailbag closed. You don't you don't have anything, Colleen? I mean, I don't know, the host maybe. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's not a segment. <laughs> <for saying. laughs> Over my dead body with Dan. Me the studio chair. Connie doesn't appear on the show again until 2019. <laughs> yeah. true, Dan, so su- true. Dan suddenly chimes in. Uh, yeah, odds and ends would be the segment I would kill. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this odds and ends stuff. I, I, yeah, I've, segments, no, but there have been individuals who have been axed from the show that Ooh. may have had a, a hand in. Some people yeah. go away and they don't come back. <laughs> Whoa. I think you're a great host. I think that you've been like <laughs> steering this ship into wonderful territory. <laughs> um, all right. We will be back. Uh, Connie, thank you. You're welcome. Despite everything that just happened in the last 60 to 90 seconds. I'm going to forget about it all thank anyway as soon us. as I walk out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, Chris Wessling will be back with us, and we will you know, chop it up. Little Mixing football it chop up. up. Football chop up action. Next, by the way, the the subreddit around the NFL, uh, we were trying to figure it out. Greeby and I were doing a little DMing. Uh, there's no way for Greeby to know who's the 5,000th um, member of the subreddit, which we're, that's the the contest here. Hmm. But what we're gonna do once the subreddit hits 500, 5,000, excuse me, uh, we will then at random pick someone within the 5,000 for a special prize. Hmm. How about that? I mean, it seems very fair. The next part of this is what is what is a special prize? Maybe it's Wes's toaster. Maybe. If you can find it. If we can find it. So anyway, check out the Around the NFL um, subreddit as we the, the March for 5,000. We'll be back Wednesday, so uh, make sure you join us. And thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. I mean, it's... May 8th. You don't have to be listening to a football podcast. You definitely don't. People. This is Dan Hansen signing off <laughs> for The Quiet Storm, Connie <laughs> Fox, The Boss, and New Money oh Behind God. the Glass. Till Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.